It's like a it's like child killer. Yeah, exactly. Saying. I'm not saying they can't be sweet. I'm sure. I'm sure a lot of them are bred uh, for fight or you know whatever dog fights or whatever. So they're that's why I get in my head. I'm like, it's probably abusive owners, if not the dog. Who is like has, like takes steroids, is bald, works out too much, um, wears like crazy sunglasses, like Oakley sunglasses, and like wears like really tight Under Armour. You know what I mean? I'm the just guy like, that, like um. Oh my god, I finally got it to work. Fucking hell, I oh, really shit. don't know. Like, let's just... No, no, it's just, I don't it. know. No, no, I, yeah, I don't, I don't know. It's like the guys that have, like, their pictures and their, like, Instagram that's, like, them in their car with, like, Oakley's on, and you're like, <laughs> yeah. oh, And they have, like, like, a goatee that's, like, obviously, like, just for men dyed, like, <laughs> just jet, not even black, but just, like, dark, dark, and then, like, they're completely bald, and they're just kind of jacked up, and you're like, scare me. Sorry, it's <laughs> like, that, but a dog. Like I don't, you know, it's like, I think all dogs deserve love, but I also don't really like short-haired dogs. Like, yeah. I like, uh-huh. like, a fluffy... Yeah, and I understand that it'd be harder to care for and all that. I'm just saying, this is just what I'm, like, but naturally... But, like, short-haired like... dogs also shed a ton. Okay. Well, there you go. And, like, I don't know, it's hard because it's, like, pitbulls are just so everywhere, you know? Yeah. Like, not to be, like, they're overdone, but, like, they are a bit. Yeah, and it's, like... I don't know. I mean, I like beagles, like, as far as, like, a short-haired, like, I like, yeah. at least they have stuff, like, floppy, floppy ears. Floppy ears. It's gotta like, have something cute. Doesn't need like, to be, like, a Doberman. It's like... Yeah, like, I'm gonna chew your face off in your sleep, bitch. The Doberman gang. Yeah. Do you remember that movie? <laughs> no. Oh, well, it's a thing. Oh, Jesus. Um, Is this some... <clears throat> I'm trying to... Yeah, let's kinda see. Welcome to Storyboard. Okay. Um... Today we're talking about this and that tropes. Is that is it Maybe good? Maybe if you can get a little or yeah, a little closer, turn your volume up a little bit. I don't know. Okay. Yeah, it's it looks like it's not even on a volume level. Okay. Well, that this, is this good? More. Welcome to Storyboard. No, that's good. That's okay. good. I'm like I'm gonna have to. Maybe I should move this. <laughs> yeah, make yourself like comfortable yeah. where you're actually gonna be. Yeah. yeah what is like, what is he up? What is he up to up there? I don't know. Just walking around, coked up. I have no idea. Oh, well, you know, kitchen people. Yeah. I'm like, I don't know if it's worse now that I know what he looks like. Oh, it's really worse. Like. I'm just like, I think it's worse. It's I kind of want to be like, oh, we hate you. I mean, not that, but I just love, I just remember now, like, going to, like, the bar and be like, okay, I know like, that you, like, you probably there's no way in a million years bring you, it up. yeah, but it's just, it would happen if I didn't say something. You'd be like, yeah, we tried to record, oh, boy, you're an upstairs neighbor, like, I just knew if I didn't say something, it would definitely come up. I've put my foot in it worse with, like, randos before, like, oh, God. <clears throat> so, well, some of wouldn't these, be the first time. I mean, not the same thing, but some of these tropes that I hate, I'm like, <laughs> I mean, well, and I have multiples <laughs> just because I'm like, well, now that we're recording once a month, I have to get everything out. So, yeah. I've kind of done uh, extra homework on, I mean, not homework. Okay, literally, well, that's good because, like, I have nothing that I want less of. I just couldn't think oh of it. God, that's I'm like sorry. All I, I, couldn't think think, I could think of one thing I wanted more of, and I just couldn't. Okay, well, I have one, I mean, Kind of two things that I like or would want more of or whatever. Um, I don't know. We'll just, it's just a loose chat. I don't know why I'm sure making enough, it. Sure like, enough. Like I said, I mean, my, I probably have about maximum 300 words. I mean, like, yeah. And I have, I have like some decent notes, but I mean, these movies are, you know. Oh my God. I, have, I watched one for Radar that I was like, when we were watching it, I was like, I don't think this should be allowed. <laughs> oh my God. I kind of feel that way. I watched, oh, well, I'm not mentioning it, but, yep. like, um, State and Maine, which is a David Mamet 
uh, oh, movie with like it, Sarah but... Jessica Parker, and I was like, oh, cute, it'll be. I mean, sorry, some of this I guess I could say on mic, but like, um, because I wasn't gonna mention it because I was like, fuck this movie. But um, I thought it was gonna be like, oh, it's like Hollywood types in a small town, and like, you know, it's gonna be cool, like a lot of fish out of water, but like, well, or whatever, you know, like, hey, babe, I'm on the, you know, yeah, you go like, from the coast, right, or whatever. Show. I thought it'd be cute, and it's basically them like trying to cover up in like a jaunty way, like in a fun way, like them trying to cover up a. Uh, sexual assault oh between Alec, Alec Baldwin is like a super like a movie star, and they're, so they're filming a, a movie in a small town, and then there's like Julia Stiles is like a, and they never they never say her age, but I mean she's got to be like sixteen. She's or like whatever. a teenager. Yeah, she's a teen for sure. I mean definitely in school they mentioned that before, and like they they don't even say that they're fucking, but at least she like is um in a car with him and there's an it doesn't anyways and they're trying to like cover it up like so half the movie is just that and i'm like this could have been so fun about oh like God. small town people getting caught up in like you know oh like hollywood big, big shit. time yeah, yeah. Like, i think i'm a big star i'm gonna be an extra and like so and then they're was, like sexual assault but then half of it was just like sexual and handling it in all the wrong ways and like just being like hey, we're done just like covering it up but well not when sorry i'm going into this but anyway um but not even in the i'm like which side are you on, David Mamet? Because I'm like, I'm not sure. Because I was like, well, maybe it's one of those show, like, showing isn't condoning, blah, blah, blah. But then I was like, you know what? No, fuck them, because I hate all of this. Anyway. Like, everything about this I is just, bad. I've never anyway. seen it, which I won't now. Like, I mean, don't, I mean, what sucks is, like, the first half is, like, cute and, like, oh, this could be kind of fun. And by the end, James and I were like, fuck this Harvey Weinstein fucking shit. I mean, not that he's a leading beer max, I don't know, oh, yeah. but just I was like, this is exactly what they're talking about. Like, we're gonna ruin you, girl. I mean, but it's like joking. <laughs> oh my god. You know what I mean? Where it's like comedy. Can you imagine that being made now? I know, I'd be like, what? <laughs> Unless it's like a searing indictment. Or yeah, it'd have to right. be something. something it'd have to else. be done in it a different totally way. totally could not be like... And like, and they just keep calling Sarah Jessica Parker like the broad, and like, what won't she show her tits? Like, she's under a contract. She has to. And all this stuff. And I was like, no, oh she doesn't. God. Anyway, it's like, fuck. There's a lot about Jesus it. Jesus Christ. And we're like, man, this would not fly today, thank God. Yeah, no kidding. Sorry to go into that. But I, I watched a lot of clunkers is what I'm getting, to, yeah. getting at. And yeah, my radar is kind of all over the shop. It's just, um, I don't even know what it is. Yeah. Um, yeah, just a couple of casual things. Nothing. Um, yeah, so. Uh, yeah, as far as the. I'll just call it trope talk. Yeah, because <laughs> no, okay. I'm like I was calling it. You called it whatever. more. I think I had more, more or less. Was yeah. just like I was like trying to think of some way to sort of. Yeah. Um. Okay. So we'll just just let's just get it into it. Yeah. Sorry if I've been chatting on mic. Is that been no? Recording? I mean that's yeah. But I'd rather just let it. Okay. Because if we need anything for the. <laughs> Yeah, there's exactly. any bumper we'll material there, shot. but anyway, <laughs> you know, look, it was a real Harvey Weinstein. <clears throat> We're yeah, like, cool. Do, 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 do. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Oh wait, so you're obviously doing the intro. Yeah, uh, so I'll do the intro. I can intro. I can kind of intro everything, so you have to talk less. Okay, because I mean, it's going to be pretty. Well, we always say it's straightforward, and then we start to explain. We're like, no, it's not a family movie. It's like a movie about, you know. Anyway, um, yeah, I'll just kind of intro everything. Okay, that and helps we can even me. if we. I don't know if you want to mention your voice or not. It's up to I'll you. I'll probably mention it a yeah. bit because it's just like, like second on a lawsuit. I'm like, <laughs> yeah, I won't like talk. But. Okay, I'm, I'm like, because um, I do love my podcast when people are eating or I'm just kidding, I'm just like chewing. <laughs> I like, know, really, I'm like, but uh, they are like right. I mean, oh, I know they'll be like, mm, I'm eating pizza, and I'm like, I want to kill you. <laughs> Like, so you're thinking it's different. But. Okay. <clears throat> Get all my coughing out, too. <clears throat> well, 
Welcome to Storyboard. I'm Lars. I'm Meg. We reappraise overlooked films and TV and pitch stories that desperately need to be made. In preparation for the upcoming holiday season, today we're discussing deep cut movies with the familial theme. We start by chatting about some tropes we love and loathe, pitch an original film, and divulge what items have currently been on our radar. Pull up a chair, baby. I don't know if I stumbled over familial, but I think it's kind of a weird word. I mean, you can do it again if you want, but I didn't notice it. It's probably fine. Okay. I mean, a lot of music in the background. Right, just start it early, like halfway. Oh, that's true. It's, it's, it's the like whole it's time. always, it's yeah. the whole time. Yeah, that's right. Halfway through. I just start. I forgot. No, going cold. <laughs> like it's a... Just immediately top line. Walter Cronkite? I don't know about it. That's the most current news man I can think of. Um, okay. So, obviously, we uh, we think about tropes a lot. And some we love, and most of them we hate. <laughs> so this kind of started as something we called uh, more or less when we were trying to figure out how to sort of contain this. But let's just call it trope talk. So <laughs> um, basically, we're just going to talk about some tropes we we love and we loathe, things we want more of, less of. So I'll start. Okay. Okay. Um, Manson family. I'm sick of hearing about them. Um, that's pretty much it. <laughs> Just like, End of story, um, I'm sure. Yeah. Well, it's been like the 50th anniversary of the Manson family stuff, I guess, this oh, year, right? I think that's why it's been everywhere, okay. I'm assuming. Yeah. And even though we talked about this, the moon landing, I mean, am I crazy? That happened 50 years ago, and I feel like I heard. Okay, I peak. mentioned this to somebody. Yeah. And then they were like, what about. Oh, there's a movie that I actually forgot. It, that First I've Man? Already- no, maybe is it is it First Man? There Brian was a parent. Sorry, <laughs> I don't know. You tell me. There's a movie that came out this year, and it's about the moon landing, and I didn't even know it existed. Um, the only like I a can... big, like a big movie. The only one I can think of is First Man, but I feel like they came out. Uh, maybe it was earlier this year. I, I don't know. know. Anyway, they were like, right. "What about this movie?" And it's like, "Well, I've never heard of it, so it doesn't so exist." It, yeah. <laughs> um. Anyway, that was just a side note of how come that huge thing well, yeah, that did, like, didn't happen. No, just kidding. Um, happened fifty years ago. Didn't hear a, a thing about it. Landmark cinema moment. Yeah, anyway, I'm just like, yeah, exactly. No, I mean, technically, yeah, Kubrick cinema did a great job. Too, yeah. Anyway, so back to Manson family. I am tired of it. Um, that's it, really. I mean, like, I, I saw Once Upon a Time in Hollywood. It, it's fine. Um, but I just don't Is it, care. though? Well, Is it? I, I guess I'm a sucker for someone that at least acknowledges, like, old TV shit that, like... I mm. mean, not that even say, like, I love old Western TV, like Bonanza. But I'm just I like, mean, I would get... You I, probably do. But, I, like, I see you. I mean, you know. Yeah. But obviously not a Tarantino fan myself. But um, I enjoyed it as much as I can enjoy his movies. Um, but I just don't care about hippies, I mean, dirty, murderous hippies. I don't care. Yeah. I don't think it's interesting. Especially um, if you're not going to focus on, like, I mean, I don't know if the this movie did or other movies have, but, like, the sort of white supremacist aspect of Charles Manson and, like, his the, whole thing. The, yeah, ra- like, I mean, it ra- just literally like, race really, war yeah. kind of aspect of it, yeah. Yeah, like, I feel like people are just like, oh, they were, like, demented hippies, and you're like, but they, it really was a very reactionary philosophy. So if you're not even going to investigate that. Yeah, I don't know. And, I mean, I know there was the... Um, you must remember this. I think that's, like, that's if you're going season. to delve into it, do that. Yeah. She did all the angles. Even that, but though when it came out, I mean, that was, like, a year or two ago, and I was like, oh, boy. I was just, like, already a little bummed. I was like, man, she's going to talk about this for 20 episodes. But then when I listened to it, it was It, it actually was, because yeah, we didn't really hyper-focus on yeah. them, weirdly. But, but I'm just, even yeah. now, I'm loath to even, like, 
talk about it because that's even more discussion about it. But yeah, anyway. Yeah, I'm like, you know, and that's the thing too where I'm like, so first of all, I have, I've had a cold for two weeks. So my voice is slightly lower, perhaps more authoritative sounding. That's just a note. <laughs> also have like a cough drop because God help me. I've been coughing for weeks. Lord help everyone around me. Mm-hmm. Uh, that's just a note. Yeah. Another note is that I don't know if it's making me more like hate everything, but I'm just like, do I even care about cults? Like, do yeah. I even like give a shit? Maybe not. Of, every I'm, once in a while, I'll kind of get in a kick and I'm like, okay, yeah. but then they're all the same. All, they're all scams. I yeah. do like scams. But yeah. they're watch, all... Or watch. Listen to uh, Swindled. That's what it's called, right? The podcast Swindled? Oh, I don't know. I've been listening to Scam Goddess. My friend oh. Steve recommended oh, yeah. it to okay. me. And it's that. very charming. So scams, um, not cults. Scams, not cults. But I'm yeah. like, this cults are just what? Scams by another name? I'm like, maybe we're it's, just done like, with the cult thing. They're like scams with more misogyny, I think. Yeah. Right? I think I that know. that's right. Yeah. I think it's like, it's scams plus you have to sleep with this yeah. particular man. <laughs> he has yeah, like, like eight like child brides or whatever. Yeah. 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 Um... Well, that's a good one, and I also would like less of it. Uh, going off that, I guess, I'm like, do I want less of this? <laughs> or am I neutral? Or do, or I, do I, I? Yeah, like, what do I? How do There's I some things I'm just, like, neutral. Like, let's address it, but, I don't, you know. like, I am tired already of any kind of, like, um, superficial neo-paganism. I'm not really interested in like the trappings of like witchiness. In yeah. like, I feel we're gonna like, lose a lot of people over this. I but know, yeah. but like yeah. in film, I just think it's unless it's like um, it was like Field in England or whatever. What the hell yeah, was yeah. that movie? Like something mm-hmm. that's like oh, I'm not talking about like Wicker Man. Literally, I just mean like. You don't want it to be like one of the throwaway X Files episodes where it's like. Did I freak your beans? All these people are like, you know, living witches. I don't know. Yeah. I just feel like it it gets really cheesy really quickly. And I don't think that I don't know how I feel about uh white women sort of claiming like witchiness as this shorthand for feminism. I think that is tied up in a lot of like weird shit that appropriate mm-hmm. stuff that is also not thinking about things really deeply. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, I guess there's a lot of, like, Scottish... I mean, sure, there's, of all cultures, there's witches, but, you know, I guess there's a lot yeah. of Scottish witch stuff. So I'm just saying, like, obviously white people did lots of pagan shit. Yeah, no, it's yeah, yeah, I'm just saying, like, but just, I know I just, what you mean. Like, it just gets it gets weird. And yeah, I'll stop totally. there because I have a lot of thoughts. Okay. I have a lot of thoughts. <laughs> yeah, okay, we could just, yeah, go on yeah. and on. Um, well, speaking of another kind of cult, um, sorry, I'm going to do multiple hate, uh, th- mm-hmm, hate tropes. Mm-hmm. Um, it's also kind of a cult, uh, just Disney. Like, oh. I mean, Disney as a corporation, again, we could talk for ages, but like, oh, the as far as things, searchlight or whatever, the, just, uh, yeah, just Disney in general, Walt Disney, and they're Semite. like taking away all the, uh, revival cinema yeah. or whatever. Yeah. Um, all of that, but just Disney itself, as far as like Disneyland, Disney World, cartoon princesses, like the rides, the attractions, the theme parks. Just Mickey Mouse, like the actual like cartoon shit themselves. You know, I'm just like Disney. I mean, this I must be don't. is this because like Disney Plus is like and I guess Marvel that's why I thought about it. But Wars but it's it's not like, even. Like, I mean, the modern stuff is more of a corporate capitalist kind of thing that I hate about it. But just oh, honestly, even like, like the classic like people stuff, yeah. that are just like, I want to go to. I'm sorry. I'm sorry if I lose some people on this. I just I'm just saying that I me. Mean, I don't think anyone who listens to podcasts <laughs> like, is like. A lot one of people thing I truly are like. Love is like 
Yeah. Like, do I do Disney movies? I mean, but no, do, but like none know, of us. Why? I, well, okay. Do people? People should grow out of them. I mean, I sorry. know. I'm just like people going to Disneyland. I'm like, okay, if you have a kid, I guess. But like, that would be a nightmare. If, even oh as God. a kid, I think I went to Disneyland, and me as a six year old, whatever age, I was like, I hate this. Me too. Because it was like lines, and it's I was so sweating. Hot. It's so and, like, hot. You're in the sun. Just, I hated everything about it. I just, I'm sorry. Maybe because I don't like cartoons. <laughs> or, I mean, I like some cartoons. Maybe that's why you don't like cartoons. Is you were yeah. a six year old who was like angrily, solemnly like, waiting in line. <laughs> You're like Disney's a fucking scam, it's a mom. Fucking scam, man. I hate this. I just remember being like wearing a long sleeve dress, but being too hot and really wanting to meet Minnie Mouse and just meeting like every possible male character. <laughs> That's like a metaphor oh. for life. Just like meeting every possible male character and all these like photos of me like sullenly staring at the camera <laughs> while I'm like with Goofy or whatever. <laughs> like, oh, and I'm like, brother. I truly only want to see Minnie Mouse. Like I don't. Yeah, know Yeah, Minnie Mouse. I I like the polka dot dress and the whole thing. I mean, yeah, I okay. Minnie Mouse. Now, there's a few but passes. As a child. But yeah. like, I mean, I, Goofy, I'm not singing it for fucking, I was like, you're an idiot. <laughs> I'm sorry. And like, Pluto is like, he doesn't get to speak, and you're the same whatever uh, species. species. And yeah. like, how come you get to be talking and upright and talking to Mickey? And poor Pluto. <sighs> uh, sorry, I know it's dumb. I just, I have a lot of thoughts. Apparently, <laughs> I got like, a lot of anger. Cartoons, Disneyland. Yeah. I do like that you're not. It's not even a film thing. You're like, I. It's just a. Just, a culture. I don't know. It's a. I don't know well, what you I mean, call that. It's a. They're really, really foul. A lot of the stuff that they do. Yeah. Um, so I think it's a fair thing. There's to just take so many things to break up. Big Disney man. Yeah. That's that's, that's my take. I have one more hate thing, and okay. I've got like maybe like a quick like. So okay. I have, I, I have a. I have one like. Should I? Okay. I didn't know if I should. Okay. I just have one more quick thing. She's just gonna get it off her we chest. We do yeah. it more infrequently now, so I have to get everything off my chest. Because some of these, I was like, well, some of these could be in, like, a pitch or a hate pitch or something, a shit pitch that we do. But this is something I'm afraid I'll forget about. So this is very specific. When, in a movie, someone, um, like a reporter or whatever, like, visits um, a mental hospital, I'll just say, or insane asylum, whatever, you know, um, um, to, like, say, question. Psychiatric. Psychiatric. Yeah, but I mean, but in the right. 70s yeah, right, and right, before, right, yeah, yeah. it's like, <laughs> the loony bin. Right, yeah. You know what I'm saying? But, like, um when okay they go into like i've got a question this patient about something some sort of mystery or whatever right okay so imagine you're there in the the big um the room with all the patients like the day room right yeah. so they go sit down with them the patient like as soon as they're like answering uh, or asking these questions the patient gets agitated and like stands up and starts like shouting or whatever and then all the other patients get agitated and start like rocking and yelling and like and then the nurse is like you have to leave like that happens in every, every yeah, movie where there's like someone goes into a, like a psychiatric facility um I'm just, that's all. I'm just like, it's just that. It's like every movie. Like, it's, it's like going if, to happen. It's you going to happen. You see them pull, you see the car pull up. You see the little baron pull up yeah. to the. And the nurse is like, quality. I mean, he hasn't, I mean, really, he shouldn't be speaking to anyone. Like, he hasn't spoken in 20 years or whatever the thing is. They sit down there, tell me about Michael. And they're like, Michael, Michael. And they stand up and they start screaming. And every other, it's, it's more that every other patient's like, ah, ah, and they just go insane. I'm sorry, but they go crazy. And then the nurse like, you have to leave. You've upset everyone. It's just that. I'm sorry. Just, I, I, just, I, I just wanted to talk about it. You're like, I need to process externally whatever this is. I don't. I'm like, do I? I don't think I. No, it's not a. It's a hate. But it's also just that I just wanted to say it out loud. Am I the only happens. person that 
this it happens. No, I mean, because I think that when you movie. say it, I'm like, oh, that oh, does, that yeah. is the thing. I mean, has there ever been a movie where someone walked into a psychiatric facility and everything was cool? And they're just like, hey, like, here are the answers, or I'm not sure. And they're like, cool, thanks. And they just leave? No. no. And the nurse is like, wow, that was great. That was a great interaction. But Come I mean, please do let us know if that happens. Yeah, I mean, no, just, there's a movie like, where that happens. By all means, email us or whatever. But I'm just saying, I've, I, I don't think I've ever seen a movie I don't think that so uh, doesn't I think fall I even just that. watched a movie that had something similar happen, but I can't remember what it was. It was a 70s movie, though. For me, it was um, Brain Dead, I think. Because mm. um, we were, talking about, we were doing mm-hmm. horror movies. I watched that, and it was a wild ride. Anyway, but it it absolutely has that scene in it. And I was yeah. like, fuck this. Anyway, that's all that's positive it. stuff now. <laughs> yeah. Um, Sorry. Things we need more of. Things we love. I'm like, there is, I don't know how. There's just not a transition. No, there's not. Between we just these have to, two, it's just not okay, going to happen. I'm like, mm, there's just a bridge too far. Well, you want me to bridge it with my... No, no. Well, <laughs> I mean, maybe. Well, no, I can go. Okay. <laughs> no, you go, actually. Okay, real quick. Two words. Shannon Sossaman. I fucking loved her from... You know, she was in... Now I can't remember any of her movies. Um, 40 Days... Oh, shit. 40 Days and 40 Nights. <laughs> The way it's a lot of like Josh Hartnett, he's Ledger kind of stuff. What is oh. it? The one? Am I gonna have to look this up right now? I don't know. She's so seriously. We're gonna have to pause this because I can't think of I this don't movie. Know I keep like something about night. For, it's like first night or something. Sorry, this is gonna drive me crazy. Oh, we, like where he's the he's like it's like a modern take yeah, yeah. on like let me like just, an old time like a medieval. Yeah, let me just look this up because I hate okay. in dead air when people are like, oh, let me think about this and get it wrong. Well, so I'm going to just have a thing in filmography. Okay. A Knight's Tale. Good thing I looked it up because I wasn't sure. No, what's first? Oh, First Night. Is First Night Antonio? Antonio? I think it might be. I think it's um. Richard Gere? Oh, what is mm. I think I saw it in theaters. Okay. Anyway. Okay. Two words. Shannon Sossaman. Um, she was in A Knight's Tale, uh, 40 Days and 40 Nights, Rules of Attraction, and then she kind of was i mean she's been in other things but basically she hasn't been she just yeah. had like a really cool haircut it was kind of like pixie but like longer in the back or something not my lip, but no i mean like there was like or maybe it was like a rat tail <laughs> it was like a pixie cut and then she maybe like like some little teeny tiny braid i don't know i feel like she had she was just i cool. cannot picture this person at all i have to tell i'm gonna you. look her up and then i'll show her to you and it was like early 2000s i just wanted to be her i wanted her hair um, was she I don't blonde? know where she. No, um, here's what she looks like. Can you see? Yeah, Is I. This, really? I know can't. But a Knight's Tale, you know, you said it's like a modern take. Yeah, on a... I, I guess I just don't remember okay. her. But well, I, I guess... had a total crush on her. She made a big impression on you. She, I know. I wanted every time I went to the salon, I was like, "Give me the Shannon Sossaman," and Ooh. I, well, I could not pull it off. <laughs> but anyway, I tried. So. Um, yeah, that's it. Just want more of her in, uh, around. Well, so what, is she like in Hallmark movies or something now? I'm honestly not sure. She was kind of in some sort of horror movie type things. Oh. Um, I'll have to look into it. But um, And she was in like a... Like Monty Hellman is like a 70s director that's actually pretty legit. And he made a movie. Um, and I think she was in that. I can't remember what it's called offhand. But... Um, she's around, so she's so available. She's, she's um, taking she's taking jobs. She's taking calls. Uh, oh, uh, was it called Road to Nowhere? Maybe it was that movie. Anyway, so she's around. She's around. Yeah, yeah. Okay. So we yeah. just need more of her. That's all. Yeah, I like I like it. I mean, if she's not doing Hallmark yet, she probably will she be. Should be. She should be. Maybe mm-hmm. Lifetime, the cut rate Ooh. Hallmark. <laughs> um, 
So I think my positive one is I would like more movies. You know, we're talking about family uh, this episode, and I would like more movies about loneliness and specifically like when, you know, I know people use the term chosen family, but, and, you know, you might think of like, you know, Tales of City or Pose, Pose, but I kind of like when it's a little more... um, a little more low-key like it's not like this oh immediate like amazing community i think mm-hmm. um something more like tangerine where like the mm-hmm. like bond between friends or like shoplifters or honestly like any number of japanese or south korean movies mm-hmm. i feel like deal with loneliness really well and i think i don't know i would just like to see more of that i feel like it's a more mm-hmm. realistic depiction of chosen family that you might just be like people who are friends because they're neighbors or who take care of each other mm-hmm. but not because it's like some big warm like you know, montage yep. with like music over like the Thanksgiving table, but just like a yeah. little more real. Yeah. Like you all get a house together on the coast. Yeah. It's like, no, like, I, like you're just, yeah, not you like know. it's like a crew, blah, blah, blah. Yeah. I think something where it's a little more um, understated. I would like to see that. And I just haven't, especially not in American movies. I don't think you really see that at all. I think we're very afraid to deal with real loneliness as it exists now. Uh, we want to see it fixed. Oh, exactly. Definitely. But that's not realistic. So anyway, I'd like to see more of that. I don't know if I should say, like, and that's a perfect segue into, because <clears throat> I didn't know if we were going to do a music break. Because <laughs> I could have gone into it. Yeah, we don't have to do a music break. Yeah, yeah. I mean, no. <laughs> I don't know. I'm just like, yeah. should I? Or okay. Well, that's a perfect segue into our main section. So we thought... Holidays are coming up. Maybe you could do movies about family. So specifically, uh, may I say, these are not family movies. It's not like an ABC family original, you know, kind of, not necessarily Hallmark. I mean, some of it kind of accidentally slipped into, I mean, the vibes slipped into mine. Mm, Not um, mine. Oh, man, that is funny to think of any of these on the Hallmark channel. (laughs) I know. Well, we'll we'll get there. But um, so movies about family, uh, Mostly probably dysfunctional, I'm assuming, because are there that many movies about functional families? Yeah, uh, good question. Again, maybe like Chosen Family, kind of. That would have been a hard little brief to try to meet, actually. I didn't, because yeah. I, didn't, I didn't go that direction. Like, but... families that are doing just fine. There's no like, conflict. Why would there be a movie about it, right? I know. You gotta have some conflict. Well, I don't know. Anyway. Anyway. Um, so, I started with a sort of sub-theme of late 80s, early 90s kind of not i mean hallmark adjacent i guess i should i mean i don't know that's i actually haven't seen that many hallmark movies so i'm just kind of going off of uh posters of people in (laughs) scarves and stuff um so and i was trying to inadvertently i guess go for movies like oh you can watch them with your family um i don't know why i keep saying that i feel like i said that last season a lot too and i'm like i don't do that i don't watch movies with my family um but just if you you know yeah if you wanted to but um, some of these veered off into weird directions, so I can't say I would recommend watching it with Grandma. Um, not even sure that my original theme, my sub-theme holds up, but uh, that's where I started. So my first one is Big Girls Don't Cry, dot, 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 They Get Even, uh, from 1991. Uh, it was directed by Joan Micklin Silver, who also directed Crossing Delancey, which oh, we've mentioned before. So yeah. just like imagine that vibe if you okay. know that movie. Um, so really warm good, and humane, yeah. right? Um, the cinematographer, um, I don't know if it'd be like Theo Van de Sant or Theo Van de Sant, 
Um, also worked on Blade. He was also mm. the cinematographer for Blade. So basically, this is just the weird credits I want to bring up at the beginning. Um, costume designer also did some other 90s faves, like Singles. So, wow, yeah. yeah. And the, I think, like, the first four episodes of Seinfeld. Specifically, that's what it said on IMDb. Like, and I was like, so... Set the tone, Interesting yeah. 90s, early 90s looks. So basically... Um, it's like an extended episode of Clarissa Explains It All, um, complete with breaking the fourth wall, with constant narration about, you know, how, like, her family sucks, right? Um, yeah. So, yeah, lots of uh, fourth wall breaking, so move over, Fleabag. Oh. Uh, there's a, I don't know, new kid in town. Um, this is pretty much the 90s girlhood movie I really needed in my youth, and somehow I've never heard of it until now. Um, and yet, ironically, it was co-written by two men, mm. um, and also co-written by uh, the woman that co-wrote Poison Ivy. So, whoa, yeah, that's just a real, interesting. You had a real, you had like a '90s bingo. I, that's true. <laughs> My God. Um, so, it stars Griffin Dunn, Dan Futterman from The Birdcage, mm. also like Oscar winner, writer of uh, Capote. Um, he was also kind of like a, a crush. If we're talking about just kind of random movie crushes, I don't know if you'd know him, but he's the son in Birdcage. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, so I don't know. I just, just thought I'd mention I have a kind of a minor crush on him. Really? Interesting. From that, from that era of time. He's, um, like a, he's like a build-a-hunk from like the mid-90s, right? Like, yeah, kind got of some generic. floppy hair, yeah, yeah. kind of like, sort of like squinty eyes yeah. and just sort of, I don't know. Um, Permanently 30. Yes, I know. He could be 19 or 70, somehow yeah. 30. Um, so also stars Adrian Shelley mm. uh, in a ton of Hal Hartley movies, mm-hmm. also a director. Um, David Strathern, again, kind of another weird crush for me. Um, mm-hmm. Anyway, uh, a young Jenny Lewis, uh, oh. the singer. because oh, it's like, musician. yeah. Yeah, of that era, yeah. And an even younger um, Ben Savage from oh, Boy Meets World. World. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So he's like a, a oh, kid genius in this. Ben Savage, Fred Savage. What's the ben, div? Uh, Fred Savage was Wonder Years. Ben Savage is Boy okay. Meets World. Gotcha. <laughs> yeah. I'm on it. <clears throat> Um, it's about how all this dang divorce in the 90s uh, <laughs> leads to extended families filled with so many stepkids. Mm. I think it literally, I think in the trivia said it was um, going to be called stepkids. Sorry. I'm like so dry. <coughs> I was coughing. <coughs> I keep trying to make, no, I'll just power through. <coughs> So we follow um, this girl, Laura, through her quaint trials and tribulations with her stepfamily. It's really too involved, I think, to break down. Like, it's basically her parents, like, remarried a bunch of times, so there's just, like, a bunch of stepkids. Oh, yeah. She's yeah. living with, I guess, her her mom or something. Anyways, so her, um, like, respective, like, yuppie and artsy parents, you got that, you know, and then you got her materialistic uh, like mother and stepsister, Jenny... Lewis. <laughs> it's like a brainy little brother of uh, Ben Savage. So like, there's a lot to keep up with, but basically just, it's a big family. Um, it's a damn Russian novel. <laughs> yeah, honestly. So after being misunderstood for the last time, um, she runs away with her older stepbrother, who is Dan Futterman, um, to his like ludicrously well, like, I don't know how to say it, like rich boy cabin, I guess, um, on this like gorgeous mm-hmm. lake. Um, so I love that he's kind of like a runaway, like, black sheep of the family, but he has this, like, gorgeous cabin, and I'm like, okay, yeah. anyway. Um, so every, to, so to, like, go and find her, every branch of her huge family, including all her step-parents, 
stepkids, whatever, um, step-siblings, uh, go to the cabin to bring her back. She runs away again as soon as they arrive. And, um, and honestly, like, for having so many people in her goddamn family, like, no one really goes to look for her. Maybe it's because, like, the early 90s or maybe because the stakes are low. But, like, you know, they kind of, like, draw a sketch of her. They talk to the police officer or the, you know, county whatever. And he's like, well, usually we wait 48 hours. I'm like, wow, this is so early 90s. Because, like, she's fine. You know, she's getting out of her system. And they all just kind of hang around the cabin. Occasionally, they'll go off and look for her. I'm like, what is happening? There's no so, Amber Alert situation going on here. Yeah. Huh? It's so, anyway, that kind of, it's uh, a big question mark for me. <laughs> anyway, like, no one seems to really give a shit. And then, like, the younger, there's also this militaristic younger brother. It doesn't matter. Anyway, so basically, some of the younger kids go off to try to find her. Mm-hmm. Because, like, basically, no one else is looking for her. And they get lost. And, again, no one seems to really care. look for them or care and they're just kind of like it's like, the, and... like the, the home alone universe where they're yeah, just like, like nobody oh, really well, whatever <laughs> they'll be fine um so she kind of goes off on this little adventure i won't get into too much of it but and she kind of ends up just being in like a 10 mile radius of the campsite oh, yeah. and just kind of meets some different people um and then she eventually goes back home to you know pretty much a happy ending um and so it's one of those films that as a kid i would have totally been on laura's side and be like, oh man her parents just don't understand but now i'm like well i would say normally that well i'm siding with the parents but i'm like well they're yeah. kind of terrible too i'm like she kind of you know maybe had the right family. idea running away um so and of course her problems are pretty quaint you know i'm like like my parents are like they could be paying a little bit more attention to me it's right obviously yeah. some real White kid problems. Um, but, uh, yeah, anyway, it's available for free on Voodoo. So, oh. I don't know. I mean, it's worth, a, it's worth a watch. It's surprisingly, like, intelligent for a, kind of a kid's movie. You know, I mean, it's kind of a kid's movie. I don't know. Because it's, like, but aimed at probably kids. Kids. But it's right? still pretty intelligent. Um, I mean, there's some goofy stuff in it. But if you're just, like, in that mood, like, it's, it's fun. Okay. Well, I went a different direction, <laughs> I guess you could say, tonally. I was going to do killer families, but then <laughs> my last movie, I really just loved, and it's not a killer family, and I'm like, well, I'll just throw the... <laughs> they're all... It's all interesting families. That's for damn sure. Yeah. So my first one is Parents from 1989, the Bob oh. Balaban movie. Ooh. He directed it. Uh, stars Randy Quaid. Oh, That's the right. sexy Quaid, you mean? <laughs> <laughs> yep. Impossibly his most restrained performance, which is saying something because yeah. he plays. Uh, well, I don't. I don't know if I'm spoiling it. I don't want to spoil it, but anyway, he and his wife, played by Mary Beth Hart, it's like 1950s suburbia, like you know, total like the most white bread situation you can imagine. And they have a. They move to a new town, like I don't know, somewhere in the Midwest. And the kid, they have one kid. And he's this strange little fishy child. Do you know those like little kids that are just like <laughs> kind of like either like confused looking or like totally like scary and like like staring at you and just like fish like like a little like a little white fish. Does they have like milk bottle glasses or no? He's just like a big eyes and he just kind of stares and huh. like you're watching this movie and you're like, what the hell is up with this kid? Because honestly, the parents are like do 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 like. Oh, like, you want to play, like, ball? Or, like, oh, you want to help me with, like, you know, dinner or whatever? And he's just fucking staring at them. like being... huh. But then you realize, as you're watching it, that he's, like, he has a growing suspicion that his parents are cannibals. That they're, oh. like, killing and eating people. 
And so all the weird behavior he exhibits, like at school, you know, he's got a new class, but he's got like a new little friend, this new little girl um, who's kind of a bit of a troublemaker. And he like says some wild ass shit in school. And obviously then he gets sent to the guidance counselor who is played by Sandy Dennis. Hmm. You know her? Anyway, she plays like this kind of like flaky, but cool bohemian for the 50s guidance counselor who's like trying to figure out if he's like this kid has like mental problems or if there's something going on with the family um it's it's a very much like one of those i mean it's a black comedy it's pretty strange and it pretty much reveals like what's going on pretty quickly it's not like there's you're trying to figure out the whole time Mm -hmm. what's happening um so it's kind of like split between this kid's inner sort of um his mind will kind of run wild. You know, like when you're a kid and you like overhear something that somebody says and like you're, you oh. invent like a whole reality yeah. based yeah. on it. Oh, totally. There's a lot of that going on, but then you're also like, wait a minute, these parents are really fucking weird. Yeah. Um, so it's just a cool, funny, strange, like I really did not expect it to be good at all, but then I was like, yeah. oh, Bob Balaban, like that's, yeah. he's somebody. He's somebody. He's somebody. Well, he you know, wears glasses. Like, it's gotta got, be good. And then, but I, it do, it does feel like the sort of, really obvious like over the top allegory for like you know in the 50s it's like the barely contained rage of the dad is interesting in light of the fact that there are so many writers who grew up in that era who talk about their dads having post-traumatic stress disorder from Mm. world war ii and Mm -hmm. never speaking about it and like how angry and rageful they were like Mm -hmm. i think there's an interesting aspect of that going on and like the dad also works for this chemical company that's basically like manufacturing agent orange oh jeez um, so I guess it's like early 60s, but you know, it's like leading up mm, yeah. to like, Korea, I mean, it's all kind of the same. Yeah. Era. And you're like, oh, it's like the underlying danger in that sort of idyllic 50s, perfect family. Like not like it hasn't been done a million times. This was also 89. So it's kind of in that like, you know, Bush one, late Reagan era where people still kind of, um, you know, it's like wonder years or whatever, mm, but you're yeah. like, man, shit's, it's pretty bad. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, it's not like a not like a, a subtle social commentary, but when you see these people trying to serve this kid this meatloaf, and you're like, "Man, kid, I wouldn't want to eat this meatloaf either." <laughs> it's it's pretty fun. Um, I think it's on Amazon Prime. It's like around. Yeah, yeah. That um reminds me that um James brought this to my attention, but how we call it, I don't know if we call it like the decade theory or something, but how okay if we're talking about the fifties, mm. kind of the most. 50s year if we had to pick a year is actually 1960 so think about it because when you watch like a movie from 1990 it's always like the most 80s movie yeah, you can think it's of true. and so like it's like accumulated yeah all it's of like that. they finally packed in i know this is all i mean i'm just saying but like we've kind of found this to be pretty much true because like i feel like 1970 is kind of the most like hippie year yeah 1980 some is actually you think it's like gonna be the 80s like no it's actually the most 70s yeah, year yeah, yeah. I can kind of, um so anyway well. that's all i mean i don't know we just kind of like yeah, we have no. this theory it's just I called the decade right. theory yeah, yeah, yeah. I don't know. anyway so when you said oh it was the 50s or 1960 it made me think of that so my next one is welcome home roxy carmichael from 1990 so obviously it's got a lot of, yeah. a lot of 80s vibes in it um directed by um, his name is spelled like Jim Abrahams, but I feel like I've heard Jim Abrams as yeah, a name I before. Think that's, that's so I, okay, right. I thought that was right. I wasn't sure. So directed by Jim Abrams, 
who was also part of the creative team behind a ton of spoof movies. This is not a spoof movie, but uh, so movies like Airplane, Naked Gun, Hot Shots, mm. which I remember so clearly in the video store. Oh, but yeah. I was like, what? Even as a kid, I was like, this is a bridge too far for oh, me. Hot little, shot, yeah, Hot Shots and Hot Shots Part two. Yeah, and I'm like, what? I've never know, seen Hot like, Shots. I've seen all the Naked Guns, but. I don't know if I've seen, I've seen Airplane. Um, that's what it's called, right? Yeah, because Airport is the, yeah. the one it's kind of spoofing off of. Yeah, so I've seen Airplane, but that's it. Um, and it was written by Karen Lee Hopkins, who also wrote Stepmom, and because mm. I said so, Ooh. the Diane Keaton vehicle. So all sorts of good, like I said, kind of a hellmarky, yeah, yeah, yeah. like feel good vibe. Um, so first off, I went into this film assuming that Winona Ryder, because uh, she's on the cover, all cute, you know, in an 80s dress and whatever. Um, I went into it assuming Winona Ryder was playing the titular character of Roxy Carmichael, right? So, um... I I don't know if I ever really unlearned <laughs> that assumption. So if I happen to slip and call her Roxy, I'm sorry. So um, forgive me. But Winona Ryder plays Dinky Bussetti, which, wow, wow. I know, that's a name. Um, <laughs> so they keep going, Dinky. Anyway, I was like, anyway. <laughs> um, she's a, a teenage outcast um, in this, like, small, quaint suburban town where she feels really isolated from her classmates and her adoptive parents. Um, so to go back to Roxy Carmichael, um, so the movie kind of starts with like 15 years prior um, to the events in the movie. Um, so 15 years ago, after secretly giving birth, local legend Roxy Carmichael um, moved out of town to make a name for herself. So basically she's like a teen mom, has a baby, mm. leaves town. Um, and so she went to make a name for herself, right? Um, the movie, like, explicitly and repeatedly points out that she did. Like, she sure made a name for herself. She is, but it's very vague for a long time about how she became famous, like what yeah. she became famous for. Um, all we know is that her her home, her, like, childhood home is a uh, historic landmark in the town with, like, daily, I don't know if it's daily tours. I'm not sure the schedule. Wow. But there are tours the with, like, velvet ropes. And like, this is where, you know, her mom actually made her breakfast and wow. stuff. So, I mean, some of it's kind of goofy. Anyway, um, so Roxy um, loves pink um, and loves that fancy candy. That it's kind of like Ferrero Rocher, but I think it's called like Almond Roca. Oh, yeah. You'd know it if you saw like yeah, yeah, the yeah. packaging. It's like the fancy candy mm-hmm. at the grocery store. Um, so there's just like... That plays a part, I mean, not like a part, like as far as the plot, but there's just constantly like pink and like it's almond just like wrappers and shit. Like, I think it's like, is it toffee and nuts? I don't even know if I've ever had it. I know, I'm not sure. Anyway, so Roxy's slated. Sorry, I'm, I'm getting so into this. It's just one of those, it's hard to like explain really succinctly. Yeah. So Roxy's slated to visit the town to open some sort of cosmetology school. <laughs> Again, I was like, oh, is she like a Mary Kay person? Mm-hmm. Maybe something like Anyway, we'll get to that. Um, so even though Dinky is sort of Winona Ryder, Dinky, sorry, it's hard. There's a lot of weird names here. Um, she's sort of like a goth tomboy, um, but she becomes fascinated with Roxy and visits her childhood home and all this kind of stuff um, and becomes convinced that since she's adopted that and the ages kind of work out that she is the baby that Roxy gave up all those years mm. ago. Um, she kind of finds out through the grapevine. Like, no one really knows about this baby except, like, well, Jeff Daniels is in the movie, and he was, like, her high school sweetheart, and he was like, yeah, it was my baby, and anyway, so he kind of, they sort of have, like, a friendship, and of course she thinks, this is my dad, you know, this would, Jeff Daniels would be my dad. Anyway, <laughs> um, so, also, uh, Dinky falls for the class hunk 
who is played by this kid that like for the longest time I was like, I know him. I know this face. Like, mm. who is he? It was driving me crazy. Finally, at the end of the movie, I looked up because I kept thinking it's going to come to me. So I don't know if you remember Honey, I Shrunk the Kids, but there's sort of like a, anyway, it's like once you see his face, you'll be like, uh, if you've seen that movie, you'll be mm. like, oh, I, I kind of weirdly remember this kid. Um, so he was just like, I don't know, the, I hate to call him a hunk because he was probably 14 years old, but kind of the, kind of the cuter kid in Honey, I Shrunk the Kids. Um, so. <laughs> the child hunk. Yeah, I know. I feel weird saying that. Um, it's, it's, so it's one of those 90s movies where a small town is all riled up about something and you're constantly like overhearing conversations and everyone's all excited, mm. um, about an upcoming event or something. And one of the more intriguing C plots is that there's this gossipy, shallow woman um, who I think is in that show Empty Nest. Which it doesn't matter. Anyways, I was like, I think I remember her. Um, so the whole time you think, you kind of overhear her talking to people. You think she's like jealous that Roxy's going to come back to town and like steal her sexy thunder. Mm. But um, actually you find out that Roxy was like a former lover, which again, 13, so I'm like, all right. Um, anyway, get it. Um, and that like, this whole time she kind of has this sort of like sidekick character and there's a scene where there's like a morning after where like she's like, oh, I'm sorry I wasn't as good as Roxy. And I was like, whoa, look at this. I just, it came out of nowhere. Nowhere. For this like white bread town. Yeah. It was, and also um, Melissa Etheridge does a lot of like the music throughout. Oh, so she's, cool. you constantly hear her, her voice uh, piping in. So there's just like this interesting, welcomed, sapphic through line in the film, which I yeah, appreciated. So, um, oh. I don't know, have you ever heard of it? Or I've never heard of that yeah, movie. Yeah, I'd barely I... heard of it. The cover kind of looked familiar. Was it, um, was it like a TriStar? We got a, I mean, probably... I'm just trying to picture one of those, like, New Line or yeah, TriStar. Yeah, yeah something like, like that. Yeah, like, yeah, I exactly. just picture, I'm like, because I feel like they were just churning them out, and, like, a lot of them were, like, quality, but just didn't really get, like, a lot of, like, I don't know, press yeah, or whatever. Yeah, yeah. But um, it's available on Amazon Prime, you know, mm-hmm. so it's around, so check it out. It's It's cute. All right. Oh wait, and I didn't really go into why Roxy was famous, but I guess is I, that like it's a not really reveal a spoiler though? thing. Um, well, basically, I, I also didn't want to spoil if I mean the whole is she the kid is she not? Yeah, or whatever. you don't want to do So that. there's the ending, and it kind of goes. It's not anything. I swear. Like I felt like I was building up. It's nothing big. It's just more of well. Anyway, I'll let you watch. It's a weird thing that she's famous for. That's kind of a nothing thing. Anyway, so I'll I'll let you. Uh, okay. Yeah. I, find I, that I, out I, when I you watch like, it. I like watching I movies yeah. and trying to unlock that kind of mystery. Yeah. Even if it's like a stupid you mystery. You won't guess it. It's it's like a weird fun thing. Okay. Anyways. Yeah. No, that makes me want to guess it even more. <laughs> yeah. Um. So my next movie, also, you really wouldn't have to do a lot of guessing because. Uh, last season, I mentioned The Happiness of the Katakuris, that uh, Takashi Miike movie, and I actually found out that it was based on this 1998 movie made by the South Korean director Kim Ji-Woon, The Quiet Family. Hmm. So um, he also directed I Saw the Devil. Oh, but yeah. This, so this movie's fucked up. Yeah. And this movie is not... It is like a black comedy Tonally so different than The Happiness of Katakuris. I mean, like, The Happiness of Katakuris is, like, so loosely based, like, just plot-wise on this mm-hmm. movie. But, you know, that's, like, really frenetic, and it's a musical, and super oh, surreal. Yeah. And this movie is, like, very understated and really good. Hmm. But it's essentially focuses on a family uh, who, you know, same concept. They buy a lodge up in the mountains to have like you know a little B and B type thing, but then it was kind of a a bust. Nobody's showing up, 
And when they finally do get guests, the guests start dying. Oh, I'm intrigued. Yeah. Um, not super mysteriously. It's mostly just that you're like, oh, shit, this guy checked into our hotel so he could kill himself. And mm. But it looks like maybe he was murdered. And then who wants to stay in a hotel if their only guest died? So, like, they start burying the people. And okay. then it just, like, spirals from there. Fun. Um, so the cast is really good. So... Um, there's Park In Hwan, who was in the um, Park Chan Wook movie Thirst. There's Choi Min Sik, who was in Old Boy. Um, Jung Jae Young, who was in uh, Right Now, Wrong Then by Hong Sang Soo. Oh, yeah. yeah. Um, so the family is just really um, charming, very idiosyncratic, but not in like an annoying way. Like, they're mm-hmm. not, it's not like quirky. They're just yeah. like a very believable family. And, it just seems so realistic. Like, I can totally, I mean, I can honestly totally picture my family, too. Being like, <laughs> yeah, I mean, oh, I get shit. It. Like, oh, yeah. we've only had two guests and they all died? Like, we better, we gotta cover this yeah. up. Like, we can't, we can't be known for this. Yeah. Um, it's, it's just really fun, really good. Um, I think it's on, I don't know, it's, it's on a, some damn, it's around. It's around. Around. Uh, but I just, you know, I was, I was interested because I watched Have the Cotty Curries for the first time relatively recently like in the past year and i was like oh what will it be like watching the original thing it was based on Mm -hmm. so close to it but it's such a different movie Mm -hmm. but so fun a different way it's like legitimately so um i don't want to say heartwarming but it's just a very endearing movie while being like super dark yeah so i mean depending on the like i feel like i could watch it with my mom and she would think it was hilarious but it's like a mom movie if you've got like a mom who enjoys a black comedy like a kind of fucked up family movie so Possible Thanksgiving watches, depending on mom's <laughs> Your temperament. Family, yeah. <laughs> so, wait, sorry, what were the years on that again? Uh, 98. It's from 1998. Eight, so and the other one was like Cotter in Curry's the... is like 2001. Oh. Yeah, like a few years later. Oh, that's weird that it's so... I kind of assume, like, oh, maybe it's like a 15-year difference. No, no, no. It's, so it's like really... I mean, you know how Mikey. I mean, I feel like he's just like, he's oh, just like, seems great. I'm going to make yeah, yeah. this. Yeah. I've made 100 films. Right? It hasn't made like a crazy amount of films. I mean, yeah, it's like every year. It's like churning yeah. it out. Um, right. But this movie, yeah, it was so it was only a few years before, but hmm. totally. I mean, besides the basic bones of the plot, really different. Wow, I'll definitely check that out. Yeah. So my last one, which I watched today, because <laughs> I kept kind of watching clunkers, and I was yeah. like, uh. so this one's called Shy People from 1987. Um, I'd almost like never really heard of it. It was just kind of one of those I came across a movie, and I was like, oh yeah, let me check this out. Yeah. So. Um, Jill Clayburgh, who, you know, we've mentioned before, um, is a writer for Cosmopolitan Magazine. Oh my god, the dream. Right? Um, and she lives in Manhattan with her teenage daughter, Martha Plimpton. So just cute. Yeah. Um, they both travel to the Louisiana Bayou to meet some estranged family. So I'm just going to call them their names because I'm not going to get into their, I can't remember their character names. Anyways, so... Um, so Jill can write an article about, I don't know, her family, whatever, just like, oh, it's crazy. I live in New York and they live in the Bay. Yeah. Isn't that nuts? Um, so, of course, we get some classic fish out of water stuff when Urbane, uh, Jill, and Martha and her, like, cute, like, cure and, like, talking head t-shirts. Um, they take these, like, multiple boat rides. It's one of those things where, like... She's like, oh, I want to go to the whatever house. And they're like, oh, well, okay. And that'll, you know, and then they keep going and going. I know, like, oh, are you sure? And then, like, oh, that'll be a a second or third boat ride, you know. Anyway, it's very deep into the swamps. Um, So she goes there and meets, and I honestly can't really 
make out all the familiar connections because it's just like I'm like I think okay so basically she meets she meets Barbara Hershey at the the swamp plantation I don't know just the, the house in the woods um and so I think their grandparents were like their grandpas were brothers or something like that mm. so I'm just saying if I get it wrong like it's really a grand nephew instead of a second cousin or whatever right. it doesn't matter so and also the ages because these people are hicks so there's a lot of just don't don't you worry about it too much anyway so she meets her i'll just say cousin i think um barbara hershey with these disgusting fakes or like hillbilly yellow teeth going on like it was not the best quality of like transfer so i was like i'm not sure if these are like fake like cat teeth or just they kind of yelled them up a bit yeah anyway they're gross but not like jokishly, it just, it was noticeable. <laughs> so Barbara Hershey's um, son is played by Don Swayze, Patrick's what? Swayze's brother. I didn't know he existed. Wow, I didn't know he existed. Right? There's always some random ass sibling, I tell you. I know, right? Um, and so then we also have Don Swayze's pregnant, well, I don't know if wife or girlfriend, uh, played by Mare Winningham, who's just like uh, an actress you would probably know if you saw her, but um, I can't really think of a main thing she was from. Probably like Chicago Hope or something. Okay, like yeah. one of those things where she's probably on some show for 50 years yeah, and I yeah, can't yeah. remember. Um, and then Barbara uh, Hershey also has two other sons, or actually technically three, but one's disowned and he lives in the city. Anyway, we, yeah. Um, and then one is, um, I mean, they literally they just kind of, it's, I say simpleton in that it's a trope, kind of like, oh, he's simple. Don't worry about him. You know, anyway, uh, they don't really get into that much about that. Um, and she keeps her other son locked in a shed, kind of an oh open air shed. God. And he ends up being the least crazy of all of them. It's really hard to kind of express the tone of this. I can um, tell. And I'll get into the filmmakers after the plot because it'll surprise you. Um, so when Jill... Uh, like Jill eventually takes Barbara like she gets to know her family and well first she has to prove that she's not from like the IRS like you can't take her home oh. so sending some real weird IRS agents around because <laughs> she has like pumps in the yeah, swamp yeah. of course you know so she's from Manhattan um, so then um, eventually Jill takes Barbara and uh, Mayor Winningham into town to uh, file a police report because Don Swayze is getting muscled out of his crabbing business <laughs> So, well, it's, it starts light, but uh, so then Martha Plumpton, uh, you know, she's a real wild child. She's yeah. listening to that Walkman. She's dancing oh, yeah. around. She doesn't care who can see. He's her little short shorts, you know. Anyway, Martha gives cocaine that she has to, oh her, my th God. Yeah, to her three male cousins and all. And she actually does have like a, like a, well, I say it's a cute relationship, but now that I think about it, I guess it's incest. <laughs> anyway, she has kind of a, a relationship to the guy in the shed. Like, I think they fuck or something. Anyway, what? I think what that's a cousin. Now that I think about it, I'm like, wait, that's not cute at all. <laughs> but she gives cocaine to her three male cousins, all hell breaks loose. And, like, trigger warning, there is a sexual assault that is oh actually God. pretty terrifying. Um, and then Martha has to uh, escape down the river in a canoe because they are, like, on the river, on the swamp, right? Um, and then when Jill gets back from the police, and also there's another weird thing that happens in town because they seek out the brother, the black sheep brother, at a strip club, it's a whole thing. Anyway, so Jill comes back um, and it's like, what the hell happened to Martha? Where is she? Again, I'm just saying the names. Right, yeah, yeah. It doesn't matter. Anyway, um, so she finds, an, I guess, another boat to commandeer, which I don't know where this boat came from, but she commandeers a fan boat or something. Um, and she, like, flops off, like, hits some sort of stump, fall off the boat, and is sort of stranded. And <laughs> it's 
so weird. They both kind of are just like sunk in the water and, and there's like alligators around. What the hell? I know, it's really hard to explain. But then a swamp, <laughs> a swamp ghost of <laughs> chills. <laughs> this can't even be a spoiler because it doesn't make any sense. <laughs> so basically, because the whole time they keep dropping hints like, oh, well, Grandpa, I don't know. Again, I don't know the relative. He's a man, and he's a is a patriarch of a family. He's dead, but they can be like this ghost is around. And so in the swamp, there's just like all this fog, and he kind of just like helps them, like get into a like nothing gets them to safety. It's really hard to explain. Sorry, it's one of those things where it's so convoluted. It's hard to explain, but it also so- I need to give a full DVD commentary as I'm watching it. Like. <laughs> Anyway, um, so, so they find each other in this dense fog of the okay. swamp, helped by a ghost, I think. Um, and they eventually go back to New York. And it's worth noting that at the beginning of the film, before they leave, um, that Jill, I mean, finds cocaine in her room and is just sort of like, huh, that's disappointing. And I think she puts it back or something. And then she goes to pick her up at school. So before they go to the swamp, this is sort of, anyways, goes to pick her up at school. And is like, wait a minute, she got into someone's car like she's not like she, she's in a taxi and she's like oh i'm gonna pick up my daughter and like the daughter gets into like a you know a car like probably a porsche or something they go to a, like um she was like follow them you know they and so she, martha plimpton gets out of the car with like a 40 year old man and they go into a hotel and then later she mentions it doesn't mention it at the time doesn't go in to get her or whatever because she's i mean she's like 16 right this yeah. guy's like older sorry i'm really getting into this this is just a lot this of stuff a lot what? yeah so basically later on she, like, confronts her and about, like, hey, you know, I saw that you, you get out of the car with Andre, but whatever. And then basically it's revealed that Andre's 40 years old. He's Jill's ex. And then, like, oh, hey, are you going to fuck Andre now? Like, he's my ex-boyfriend. Like, your mother's boyfriend. Like, Wait, and that the And mother didn't really seem to care. Sorry I'm getting into this so much, but I had so many questions. Like, why are you letting your 16-year-old daughter what? run around with your ex boyfriend who's 40 i don't understand i don't understand so i don't understand their relationship and i don't know the takeaway of the movie like what it's meant to be and i mean everything kind of turns out well in the end they kind of are closer i guess or whatever she, and she's like you're gonna go into rehab but like why is it called shy people it's called I shy don't. people and then why they even it? come back from the swamp so there's not really like a i don't know what why is anyone shy what does it mean what year is this from um, 1987. Okay. Um, so, oh, also the movie ends with a, like a, a Bible quote. It ends with a passage from the book of Revelations, which someone in the, the dialogue brought up. So it, it makes sense of that, like someone talked, like you shouldn't run, um, lukewarm, you should run hot or cold, one or the other. And so it kind of mentions some Bible quote from Revelations that says that. But I'm like, wait, that's in Revelations? I guess. I don't. Apparently, yeah, I really don't know the Bible, know. but but so it's like it's worth a watch in a way because I may I mean in one in one way I'm making it sound stranger than it is, but also that's what happens, so I guess it is. <laughs> <laughs> and Barbara Hershey won Best Actress at Cannes, I believe, for, for this, this movie. <laughs> She's just like an old Bayou woman. She's just all that is. Yeah. I don't understand. It's, it's uh, confounding. I mean, I'll definitely take a watch because I honestly can't picture what this movie is yeah. like. But in the cinematography is great. Okay, so here's the the bombshell is it was directed and co-written by Andre uh, Konchalovsky, 
who wrote about half of Tarkovsky's movies. Yeah, wait, what? Yes. Okay, so that. And somehow this guy also directed Tango and Cash, that fucking Sly Stallone movie. I don't. What? I don't okay. understand. The other, uh, so he also, like I said, co-wrote it. Co-wrote it with um, a guy, uh, I didn't write down his name, but he was, that wrote about half of Polanski's movies, which, fuck Polanski, but I'm just saying, like, what why? a weird what roster. A... Like, I mean, like, impressive roster of, like, hey, I wrote half of Polanski stuff. Hey, I wrote half of Tarkovsky stuff. And then we made Let's, this movie. made this movie. It's, and it's, and these are both guys that I don't believe, like, are, I mean, English is not their first language. Yeah. So I'm just like, is this a fundamental misunderstanding of... Louisiana Bayou culture, or is it? I don't know. It was very strange. Um, and I thought it ended on a lighter note that you know the whole game of like, what would your like porn name be? It's like uh, your childhood pet, first pet, or something, and like the street you lived on. And this is kind of on topic. Mine would be Sassy Bayou Sassy. because I lived on Bayou Drive. Bayou Drive. Anyways. So just a Fit little right in. Yeah. sassy bayou. That's the um, alternate title of, of this, this movie, movie, apparently. <laughs> and it's available for free on YouTube. So just, you know, check it out. I, I want to get everyone's Low thoughts risk. and feelings. Because yeah. there's, there's some really good parts and some really confounding, tr- troubling parts. Yeah, <laughs> Sorry to give you, like, like a... I really broke it down. Like, I got, I got my white wine. I'm slinging yeah, around my... And another thing. <laughs> she's not ready to send her daughter, right? Yeah, I think you just needed to do the extended cut commentary. Yeah, sure. Sorry. Um. Well, <laughs> how can you? I don't yeah. know how to follow that up. Yeah. Um. Although this movie is, you know, there's a lot going on in it. I won't try to explain because I don't have notes. Um. <laughs> well, I explained plenty of mine. So. <laughs> okay. So for time. <laughs> Reasons, yeah, maybe. For time reasons, will be abbreviated, and you can explore it on your own. Yeah. Uh, so my last movie is Black Cat, White Cat from 1998, directed by Emir Kusti. Oh boy. Is it Costa Rica? Costa Rica. I know, but that's like is that Costa Rica? Sounds, I know. This is how. I know. I can see his name, but I don't. I don't. I don't either. And it, he's even a Yugoslav, and I should know, but I. I think Costa. Costa Rica. Costa Rica. Costa Rica. Uh, it's rest. It's fine. I don't know. Yeah. I don't know why I'm correct. You would know more than that. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Sorry. I mean, yeah, I should know, but I don't. Um, and I also, I should have looked at it in Cyrillic, but I didn't. Well, even the in the Russian name I just said, I'm like, <clears throat> I mean, I, I it looks like I said it right, but who knows? Anyway. Okay. Uh, 1998, directed by Emir Kusturika. Sorry if I'm pronouncing that wrong. I should, by rights, be able to pronounce a uh, South Slavic language name, but I do not know. So apologies. Uh, it is a Serbian movie, although he really identifies as Yugoslav, which I love. Uh, the characters switch between speaking Serbian, uh, Romani, and Bulgarian throughout, because it's about... Uh, Roma people and, you know, just generally people who are involved in all kinds of wheelings and dealings uh, along the Danube. Um, how do I how do I describe this? So basically it centers on it. I don't have character names here, so apologies. Uh, it centers on a guy who is, you know, he is a trader. He's a, a businessman yeah. who lives along the river and um, he has a business opportunity but he really wants uh, to borrow some money from, like, his great family friend, like, who lives in this totally ridiculous ramshackle 
mansion. Hmm. Um, I mean, mansion is, you know, yeah, yeah, they're yeah. all kind of like, let's just say they're all adjacent I call them, to I call them like, Bradley houses where yeah. it's like, it's cute, but it's pretty There's rundown. There's a lot of, it's a, it's a real Rube Goldberg machine of like a, weird stuff rigged up for him. <laughs> it's a fixer upper Rube Goldberg. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, these are all, I mean, these are all like, you know, people that are, maybe they're not like currently like travelers, but you know, it's like, it's that kind of vibe. Mm-hmm. Um, and he also borrows money from like another friend who is involved, who has, who's kind of like high up in customs, has to deal with Bulgarian customs. Anyway, this guy is like a charlatan. Yeah. Uh, and sets it up for his friend to fail, basically. Like mm-hmm. he sets up a business deal to fail so that this guy owes him a lot of money. Oh. And so the friend who's like this really like, very trashy. We're talking like open blazer, Ooh, like she- snorting lots of cocaine in his like trashy limo. Again, like oh, wow. it's a really particular cultural milieu we're talking about mm-hmm, here. Mm-hmm. Um, he's like, oh, well, there's a way for you to pay me back. My sister, she <gasps> is, no one will marry her. And it's a great shame on my family. Why don't you, why doesn't your son marry my sister? And that will solve all of our problems. Yeah. Um, the problem is obviously that like the sister A does not want to get married. And I will say... I mean, you just have to understand, like, this is um, a very different culture, but they're like, oh, she's like little Thumbelina, basically, because she is supposed to be, an, she's not a little person, because she's just, like, a regular-sized woman who's, like, they're filming to be small, but she's huh. supposed to be like, oh, she's only, like, four feet tall or whatever, yeah. and, like, nobody wants a small life. So it's a, mm. anyway, it's a whole thing. Yeah. The, she doesn't want to get married at all. She's, like, doing her thing. Yeah. And then... Uh, the main character's son is in love with a girl in the village. Like, he doesn't want to get married either. But it's basically this whole madcap thing of, like, these two families kind of being bound by, like, economic exigencies. Um, It's a very exuberant movie. It's very ridiculous. Like, time, the passage of time is kind of marked by them driving past a pig eating a car at various points like he's just chowing down the car and there's less of the car each time (laughs) i mean it's really like frenetically paced there's a lot of music there's just a lot of um absurdity that goes on like it's just a very um joyful movie even though it's ridiculous and there's a lot of like weird shit that happens i think what i appreciated a lot about it aside from showing um you know roma people in uh the former Yugoslavia, which I have a family connection to Roma people hmm. in the former Yugoslavia, besides showing that, and I like imagining that being my ancestors. Yeah. I'm like, oh, yes, please. Let yeah. us live with this weird-ass outhouse and all these washing yeah. machines or whatever. Um, I just like that it shows people who are maybe, like, um, economically vulnerable or whatever but with some joy, like, you know, there's, like, yeah. terrible stuff that happens, but mm-hmm. it's not just, like, this sad, like, punisher. Yeah. Um, and I really appreciate that. So I guess that would be one of my tropes I'd like to see more yeah, of. It's just, oh, like, totally. people doing their damn thing. Like, yeah. you know, I don't think there's enough of that. And I really loved how this movie just embraced all, like, the wackiness of it. Mm-hmm. Um, so, yeah, it was... It's very charming. It's got a happy ending. Hmm. I, I definitely want to, I've heard about it because I think one of my favorite critics, Jonathan Rosenbaum, I believe I've seen him write about it before. I'll do that sometimes. I'll just read a critique of something and I'm like, I haven't seen that yet. So yeah, it's been on my list. So I'll yeah. definitely check that out. Give it a watch. Sorry, I have to pee. 
Uh, <coughs> sorry, I know you're about to. <coughs> I have to cough. Poor thing. Yeah. Um, sorry, I went really on and on about shampoo. I was like, it's one of those where I half want to like just, you know, hey, here's a light breezy. It sounds crazy. Crazy. So I really feel like I was fidgeting and clinking my glass and had like, I had a real dry mouth so hopefully it doesn't come off like a little smacky. I mean, I'm <clears throat> barely holding it together over here, so please we'll, we'll, do not. Uh, <coughs> we'll try to concern. keep it brief <laughs> for the rest of I it. I mean, my part of the pitch is like nothing, so you can just run around well, and I don't know, we'll say see how it whatever goes with you want to say. Let me see. I'm trying to remember what my thing is. <clears throat> okay. Oh, that's right, I'm in turn, so. <clears throat> have a little drink. All right, are we all still recording? Yeah, okay. I just left okay. it going. I okay. was like, yeah, I'm totally. not going to mess with it. Yeah. <laughs> okay. <clears throat> okay. All right, so now it's time for... Our pitch. Um, we each bring a couple of elements um, unbeknownst to each other and we formulate a just a delicious juicy pitch on the spot. Uh, something we're just dying to see. <laughs> um, so usually I'll kind of come up with some weird title like some weird movie title I found along the way. It's sort of a, like a working title. So uh, I found one. It's, it has nothing to do with family. I was trying to find a family one but um, I, it's more of like the premise of this sounds interesting, but anyways, it's called The Gun and Betty Lou's Handbag. Ooh. Oh, I've okay. watched, I've seen that movie. Really? Okay, because it's about a librarian who confesses to a murder yeah. as a way to seek attention. Yeah. So is it, is it good? I mean, it kind of had a so-so rating. I remember it being like enjoyable. I don't know if I would right now go up and being like, yep. I, yeah, like I stand because I don't I, really remember it, but I mm -hmm. have a, I have fond memory. I feel fond feelings yeah. when you say that. <laughs> Betty Lou's handbag. <laughs> when you say that movie yeah. title, so okay. Well, um, yeah, it's uh, it's from 1992. This the film still a movie looked fun, so I was uh, yeah hoping to check it out. And has the the way I found it was it has the same editor as Big Girls Don't Cry. Hmm. Um, her name is Janice Hampton. So not that it has anything to do with this movie. Yeah. I just uh, you know something fun I found along the way. Um, so you're leading this week. Yeah. So uh, what you got? Okay. So. 
Um, you just got bare bones, and I'm going to come right out and say, I'm letting you cast this. I could not think of an actor. It just, <laughs> I just was like, I have truly no one. So I'm just going to give you the overall oh, theme wow. and okay. yeah, the... Yeah. Take the reins. Like, uh, an element, and then I'm like, cast... It's a double blind, or I don't know, it's away. something. Yeah, it's double blind. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, so, you know, it is November, so I thought we should do a neo-noir. Mm-hmm. And then I want a neo-noir that's centered on some kind of failing family business. Okay. Yeah. So I'm picturing like, you know, like a sanitation company a la Sopranos <laughs> okay. or like a laundromat or like something kind of like down at the heels. Maybe there's mm-hmm. like a like a money laundering thing somebody's trying to figure out or something. Okay. But I have right. no idea who would be in such a thing. Yeah. And I'm open to it being funny. All right. So do we see the year as being like a current modern thing? So we got... Yeah, I think it should probably be current. Modern day. I mean, it, really, if it were up to me, we'd be making this in the 90s. And yeah, it would I mean, be always, set in the 90s. Always. If, if I were just picking, I mean, but I don't know. I mean, we can make it in the 90s. Yeah. Yeah, blue collar. Um, I'm not sure about the lead quite yet, so maybe if we flush it out. Mm-hmm. So my actor that had mine was... Uh, I mean, I said it before, Shannon Sossaman. Mm. Where has she been? I went, let's, let's cast her in this thing. Maybe that's Betty Lou. Let's get her on the horn. She's Betty maybe Lou. Maybe she's Betty Lou. Okay, and okay. She, maybe she, you know. She has a gun in her handbag. Um, and so my little trope to add to the mix, and this perfectly goes with this, uh, with the neo-noir thing, is, and this is kind of from um, the movie Shy People, uh, is follow that taxi. So oh, someone gets in a taxi yeah. and they're like, follow that taxi yeah. and then there's some sort of taxi like Ooh. not chase exactly but just like a sneaky sort of taxi chase yeah. thing so i'm picturing like maybe shannon sosterman is like she's like she's in it throughout and both the main character and the audience are trying to like we're we're tracing her steps we see her doing things we can't figure out what she's doing mm-hmm. and like the main character's trying to like follow her yeah i kind of see whatever. her as like just first thoughts here um, if we're doing some sort of blue-collar family business, maybe she's, like, the adult daughter. Because mm. at this point, she's actually probably 30, but in right, my yeah, mind, yeah. she's 26 or yeah, something. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But um, she, yeah, is, like, the sexy adult daughter. Mm-hmm. Maybe she even lives at home because, I mean, I don't obviously know her origins, but, like, maybe it's, like, an Italian sort mm-hmm. of uh, family. Mm-hmm. And she still lives at home because she's not married or something. And so we always go to the sort of, like, neo-noir well. I think it does, but it's so... It's just one of my faves. So she's in a trench coat. Uh, yes. <laughs> now I'm trying to think maybe what's like a, I'm trying to think of a good dad for her. Mm. Like what's a good Italian dad? All I can think of is the Sorvino. Paul Sorvino. But he's, he might be too old at this but point. He might, yeah, that's more like, like a grandpa? real old, old yeah, timer. Yeah, I'm a real grandpa. Um, yeah, so I'm trying to think of, can we, <laughs> not this. I was just, I don't know why the first thing I had, I was like, Tony Soprano. Um, let's get, uh, let's, what's that where you CGI? Oh, no. movie? I'm just kidding. I'm just kidding. I hate that. Oh, like what they're doing to, um, is it James to, Dean? James Dean to Carrie Fisher. No, I hate yeah, that. I'm just, yeah. I'm just kidding. But I was like, James, get on feet. Let's just, let's just pop him in there. Like, uh, who's oh, that? we could get little Stevie. 
Oh, actually, Steve he, would Van Zandt, kind of a, he would actually he'd be, be a pretty good dad for her. I could see good. it. I could see the resemblance. Yeah. And maybe some real hot dish of a wife. Yeah. Maybe um, it's like, like a dry Patty, cleaning. What business? about Patty Lapone as, as the mom? Yeah. Okay. With like all the jewels Ooh, and like. She's, and she's oh, like yeah. kind of living high and yeah. he's got to like uh, make money for her, her yeah. lifestyle, right? You know, mm-hmm. she wants jewels. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm not sure what the actual premise is, but they no. got to keep their business afloat. I think maybe it's like, I wonder if it's like going to be like there's like. A brother and a sister, and the brother's trying to follow the sister around because he thinks that the sister is like embezzling, maybe or something. Yeah, or maybe there's like a dueling family, like a warring family, and mm. she's like, she falling in love with someone from the other side. Mm. Again, Shannon's also is probably forty years old. I'm acting like she is twenty years well, old. You know, it could anyway. be kind of like a moonstruck vibe, you know, like oh yeah, older like she, woman yeah, that yeah, finds yeah, lo- yeah, love yeah. later in life. You yeah. can go for that. I'm into. That sounds pretty good. It kind of a moonstruck. Good. A little neo-noir. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Totally. Kind of like, you know, New Jersey in, like, the 90s, like... Yeah. Like I'm there with, thing. like, yeah, so some comedy. Yeah, yeah definitely some I black comedy. So. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, People in the neighborhood, you know, trying oh, yeah, to be, yeah, like, lots you're of like women in the steps, you know. A lot of women like, leaning out of windows yeah. and just, like, gossiping. Ooh, yeah. I want lot. Yeah, I want lots of neighborhood gossip. And yeah. that's how you find out that's, about what's the goings on. Oh, it's like it, you know, it's like Enchant is missing, where you're they're like going through yeah. the neighborhood and like mm-hmm. talking to people, totally tracing the steps. Mm. Oh, I, yeah. I'm into it. I'm into it. There you go. <laughs> <laughs> so I feel like they've been like, yeah, I think yeah, that's, that's, I think that's, that's the movie. <laughs> sure. At first, I was like, I don't know about this. And I'm like, yeah, so sounds like a '90s movie. I would watch does, the shit yeah. out of. And be like, ooh, it's on. It's on yeah. Amazon Prime. Oh, it's a Betty Lou's handbag. Yeah. I'm going to rewatch that. I bet my mom remembers that. As soon as I saw it, it was like, library? When I was like, and her little outfit was like, it just looked like a, I don't know if she was meant to be a sexy librarian or if she was a mousy librarian, but I'm going to have my moment to shine. I'm going to confess to a murder I didn't commit. Yeah. Which, anyway. All right. So, radar time. Um, So, I think I just, yeah, I got three things and they're kind of brief. I mean, I say brief, I don't know. I've been pretty long-winded, but I guess it's worked out. Yeah. <clears throat> okay. Right. All right. So it's time for what's been on our radar. Good things, bad things, <laughs> things to avoid, uh, just a general, uh, you know, what's been going on with us. So um, for me, this is just kind of a bit of news, I guess. I don't know, a follow up thing. So last season, I mentioned there's a real gap in the podcast market for a true crime podcast set in the sports world, mm-hmm. right? I had a. Just a real boffo title. <laughs> word. Sorry. A uh, real great title. Anyway, um, of a foul play, mm-hmm. right? It's juicy. Great. You know, uh, sexy. So I did find out that there is a, uh, just started a true crime podcast set in the sports world. Um, and they blew it, Meg. They foolishly, uh, they did name it foul play. They called it sports criminals. Oh, my like, God. What the fuck? Like, that is... I don't understand it. That's, That's no like thought. the most generic, like yeah. It's like it sounds like poison murders. If someone yeah, thinks just, about when people got poisoned, it's like what? It's like yeah. It almost sounds like um, like a like a catalog classification or something. Yeah, You're I know. Like, oh yes, do we just criminals, comma pro- sports? I know it's not even a pun. So what the hell? Anyway, that was just a, a beef I had yeah, there. That's a whiff. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Um, I finally watched Mother's Boys. Uh, sorry to keep mentioning last season, but uh, anyway, we mentioned Mother's Boys, and uh, 
uh, at some point last season during a pitch, I think. And um, I watched it. It's exactly what you think it's going to mm-hmm. be. It is a crazed mother played by Jamie Lee Curtis in sexy skirt suits trying to get her kids back from her husband, Peter Gallagher. After she abandoned them for, like, three years, we don't know what happened. Like, it doesn't really go into, like, what she did. Like, she's just, like, she lived in Paris, maybe, but I'm like, I want to see that. Like, her on the town. Yeah. Like, clubbing or whatever. doesn't go into that. Um, of course, like, all these deep cuts. <laughs> that, like, I'm figuring out why they're deep cuts. Yeah. There's some light incest. I'm like, oh, god damn no. it. Anyway, it keeps cropping up, that that motif. I'm sorry. I, again, I think that's maybe why. I'm like, why is this deep cut? I don't understand. Oh, I get it now. Um, so maybe it's hidden for a reason. But, um, <laughs> but it's fun. Um, oh, and it's worth noting that her apartment looks like the set of sort of like a nondescript 90s music video um so everything's really severe and like like kind of a deep royal blue and black lacquered strangely lit yeah so um more in for it for those loft looks because it was a fun loft yeah it's more for the interiors yes yes um so you know fun i don't know um and um and then james actually just found this animated mike judge series called tales from the tour bus Mm. um which i'd never heard of um, it came out a couple of years ago, so I th- I'm, I'm assuming since it's in its second season, maybe it'll keep going. I'm not really sure. Um, but, uh, okay, so Mike Judge um, interviews musicians, friends and family of famous musicians like George Jones. So there's like a whole like um, country series, and then there's a whole series of like funk music. So like, you know, more Stay in the Time and James Brown and everybody. Anyway, so he takes these interviews, um, animates these talking heads, intersperses them with like concert footage, um, different bits, and creates these like really informative, hilarious oral histories uh, of the music industry, um, very similar to podcasts like Disgraceland and Cocaine and Rhinestones, which are fun. So it, it's on uh, Cinemax. Skinemax. My God, does that still exist? I know. I was like, I, I just don't understand that. Anyway, yeah. So uh, wow. And how do you feel about it being animated? I actually like it because sometimes just looking at an old white man talk for 20 minutes, I mean, not, I mean, it's obviously it's edited, but I'm like, you know, I actually kind of like it. It softens it. Yeah. It kind of gives it more, a little more fun, a little more, I don't know. Anyways, okay. um, so I would recommend it. Like if you care, I mean, okay. if you, you know, care to know some of these wild tales. Um, so like we watched the one for Johnny Paycheck this country music guy and then George Jones and um yeah they were really fun like they were and it's yeah so and these people have like the straight dope you know they're the people like yeah it was a tour manager he's a piece of shit and this one time he shot a guy in the face because he didn't go to the right hamburger joint or something you know like that kind of shit which they're laughing and I'm like this is horrifying but I mean I'm sure they're like well we've got 40 years to laugh about this yeah now, guess, you know yeah, kind of sure pushing the blow of how fucking terrible this person is so yeah um it's on hulu if you have a cinemax subscription which why would you but anyway but you do but well he got a free trial so we gotta oh, okay. shit on watch the thing okay oh, well, yeah anyway like if so anybody does i mean i do personally i mean for a week for yeah. uh, okay six Fair and a half enough. more days you, know, you gotta do that thing where you like wait till it's yeah like, all, watch on all there, the and then things you, yeah. no totally we all know so how about you um, well, speaking of things that you're like, well, I know why this was buried. I have a couple of them. Um, well, the first one, I'll just get the, the for worst first. <laughs> worst first. Uh, 
you know, because we were watching, I was watching like, oh, dysfunctional kind of family yeah. movies. So I bet you know about this. I'm not mm. sure. If, it has to do with incest. I bet you. It seems to be yes. your wheelhouse. <laughs> keeps, keeps about, I was like, this reminds me of Lars. I can't put yeah. my finger on it. So it's 1973's The Baby, directed oh, by Oh my god, Ted we could talk about that for an hour. It's the new Rat Boy. It is <laughs> total Rat Boy. It is total like, Rat Boy. Oh my god. I, it's season two's Rat Boy. Okay, sorry. It really, really is. I I mean, I I read the description. I was like, oh, I gotta see this yeah, for myself. Yeah, I to check this out. So basically, um, how do I put this? <laughs> The social worker is a, it asks to be assigned to this case where the clients are a mother, her two adult daughters, and baby. And baby. But baby turns out to be a 21-year-old man that they keep in a crib in diapies who crawls around the house in, like, full-on onesies. And literally no one thinks it's fucked up. Like, I have to express to you, like, the social work people are like, yeah, whatever. He's just, like, he's, like, an adult baby. Like, not, like, and then let me just be clear. They're not, like, oh, he's developmentally disabled. They're, like, he's an adult. Like, he's a baby, basically. Like, he's. It's airtight. They they accept it face value. Yeah. Um... They, at one point, there's a birthday party for baby, and everyone, there's it's like a happening. There's like all these 70s people like trying to like smoke grass and like get it on, and baby is like, it's, I'm, I'm telling you, this it definitely like ruined this guy's career because he didn't do that much. <laughs> yeah, like, we want, we want a real sexy hunk in this role. Like, so what did you, what did you oh, you were in a diaper the whole time? Okay, fuck off. He's like crawling around on all fours like this baby. <laughs> And so basically, like, it goes into the social worker trying to, like, be like, oh, I think he can, like, he's not really a baby. But then it just, it takes a real weird twist. And you're just like, I... I'm trying to remember. It's been a few years. The twist is, like, pretty weird where you're like, yeah. oh, the thing that the mom thinks. So it's, like, super abusive. And there's, like, a yeah. weird incest angle. And you're just like, what am I watching? This is, like, a 70s. I'm like, this is, like, one of those 70s movies that, like... You're like, this should be, like, buried under the ground. Yeah, yeah. This should be burned in a fire. It's so uncomfortable. So uncomfortable. But what the weirdest part is that, like, the production values are pretty high. And again, even, like, if it were made now, people would be like, like, the characters in the movie would be like, well, this is so fucked up. Mm -hmm. But everyone's just like, oh, yeah, he's just a big old baby. Now I want to see, like, Robert Pattinson is baby. (laughs) Oh my god! <laughs> Sorry. You know he's actually pretty weird. I just I, I think he to would read, be into it. Yeah, I honestly. actually happened like, to read an article about it, him recently. And I was like, oh, you're like really strange. He probably really like it. He probably would be into um, it. Maybe we should pitch that. But that's our next. Also, I mean, is watching that, I don't know if that's a hate pitch or just a, conf- like a question a mark pitch. I was not prepared. I'm just, but I recommend it. I think it might be on. No, Tubi. it's it's worth a watch because you kind of have to watch it. Yeah, it's definitely like a cult. It's a, it's a curiosity. Yeah. It's a curiosity. And you just do not... I feel like by the end, you're like, holy shit, what? I love that you saw that and thought of me. I did. I was like... Well, I did actually. I was like, this is a real rat boy situation. <laughs> you're yeah. like... I just could picture you being like, what's this about? Let me just watch this three or four more times. <laughs> yeah. Um, okay. So there's that one. Yeah. Um, another movie that I watched but didn't make the cut... Uh, Twister from 1989. What? The Harry Dean Stanton, Crispin Glover, and Dylan McDermott movie. Huh. So basically, Harry Dean plays a soda and mini golf, I think, magnate, yeah. who is in 
that's like Oklahoma, Kansas. And it's just like his deranged family of adult children, including like his daughter and her ex who's Dylan McDermott trying to like win her back and like mm-hmm. Crispin Glover like Crispin I mean, Glover and all over the place yeah. he's got his page boy he's reading his oh. lines in like that Crispin Glover way that you're like he's got it makes a, me sick honestly lip. oh it's it's a treat like, he probably didn't even know the camera's rolling they're like Chris, Crispin <laughs> oh well let's just let him feels. go let's that's, just let him tire himself out for this that's kind of how it feels it's <sighs> it's you know, it's one of those ones where I'm like, it's almost good because it's so strange, but the plot isn't there. Mm-hmm. Um, it's also like, I don't know how to explain this. Something that makes me really uncomfortable is like, and this is why I don't watch reality television at all. I can't. Um, it's like how um, sallow and disgusting, gross, incompetent, um ill-educated wealthy people are Mm. it's like their house is like a mess and like none of them can do anything for themselves and like it gives it gave me the same feeling that of sickness that like watching any reality television does Mm. um but it was actually kind of like an interesting looking feeling movie there's just no plot there I don't know. Yeah. It's on YouTube so yeah. like it's I mean, maybe worth watch it watch. for like a few minutes and f- feel it out. <laughs> yeah, it's it's a str- it's a strange one. I mean, I was like, "Oh, Harry Dean." And yeah. I do like Crispin Glover sometimes. He was definitely like if you're I mean, Joel as a Crispin Glover fan was delighted. So just, uh, you know, take that under advice. And if you like oddities, then go for it, you know? I mean, he's oh, he's it's a I mean, Harry Dean's pretty weird as a There's person, a weird too. gazpacho scene that I enjoyed, so <laughs> Okay. Crispin gets all worked up over some gazpacho. Oh, wow. Um, and then uh, lastly, I won't say too much about this, but I did see Parasite. Oh, I saw it too. What are you talking about? Yeah. Um, yeah, I, there's not a lot I can say about it without sounding like a kind of like snotty bitch. So I'll mm. just say that I don't know how I felt about it. Mm. Um, and I don't like any of his movies. Oh, really? So, you see Memories of Murder. No. That's my favorite. I mean, I liked Mother Okay. I feel like you should see Memories of Murder. That literally but, is like, because it's just a straightforward, like, murder mystery. Yeah, just, which it's maybe just he's good. better at. I don't yeah. I don't personally think he's good at social commentary at okay. all. Um, and I think that it's, you know, I tried to see it as early as possible because I don't like when movies are very hyped. Mm-hmm. Because then it's always a letdown. Oh yeah, but I, I feel like with, a lot of the reviews yeah. that I've read that are positive are definitely for people who are have not seen a lot of other like South Korean movies. Yeah, like it blew my mind. Yeah, man. And you're like what? Yeah. But um, I just you know he's not capable of subtlety, and mm-hmm. I personally like social commentary to be subtle. Mm-hmm. Um, I also don't know how I felt about the way that the working class family was portrayed. Mm-hmm. So yeah, totally. Um, I get I get what you're saying because I felt similar things. Yeah. It was just like. But, I mean, I knew going in that I don't really like anything much that I've seen by him. Yeah. So, but I was just, um, yeah, I don't know. I'm not sure. A little underwhelmed. Which, yeah. Yeah. As as I tend to be by him. But maybe I'll try mm-hmm. Memories of Murder. I think, I think that it's, it's like a, just a solid, <clears throat> it's just straightforward. I mean, from what I remember, it's... Like a straight... There's not like any like ooh, weird twist or something. I yeah. mean, besides just any murder mystery right, right, movie right, right, that right. would have a twist, I guess, kind of thing. But it's just a pretty straightforward like procedural. It's just like a solid movie. So yeah. maybe give it a try, but... But you, you know, know, I just don't really... It's like, I, he's, not, he's not for me. I don't think he's... He's not my kind of director. You know. I yeah. think there's a lot of technical ability. Mm-hmm. It's just... It's not my it's vibe. It's not uh, floating your boat. No. 
That's it. That's my that's my <laughs> review end. of like mm, Yeah. Womp womp. womp I'm womp. still in search of my favorite movie of twenty nineteen. Well, mm. I haven't seen Uncut Gems yet. Oh, I'm gonna see I that. I don't know about that. Ugh. And you James, know, I had a I don't know. I mean stop sorry, but stop giving Adam Sandler more chances. That's all you I have know, to say. It's weird. He's a total piece of shit, but you know, he can act when he wants to. Yeah, and but that's like a lot so of people and I'm just like stop Isn't that interesting, giving him chances. He's like, a multimillionaire. Give someone else a chance. It's I don't just know. it's just interesting. But then like they're really good. I don't know. Did you like Good Time? I mean, I... Because I liked Good Time, but I, I don't care about, like, um, organized crime or, like, hey, yeah, you owe me... Anytime I mean, someone I, owes someone money, I like a loan really, shark... It, I think Good Time no. looked really great. I think there were parts, like, that, the plot-wise, I think you and I both had the same kind of problems with that yeah. type of stuff. Of like, like oh, I, I liked money. it, but there's... It was yeah. a bit of a struggle. Like, I can't... I'm almost surprised I liked it, like, Good Time, because... Um, of all the petty crime, yeah, organized crime, yeah, yeah. just like, you know, low level, whatever you want to call it. Like, I just I don't mean, I'm contractually care. obliged to see it because Kevin Garnett's in it. So, like, oh, I will that's true, that's true. for that. <laughs> yeah. Um, but, yeah, I, I, but anyway, I haven't seen Lighthouse yet, though. So, um, yeah. Oh, well, I'll just do a quick recap of, I feel like I've seen like three movies over the last few days um, in the theater. So, uh, Lighthouse was like, it was really, like, filmically, like, great. But it's one of those you're going to see once, but boop, never have to yeah, see that again. Yeah, yeah. It's intense, you know. So I don't think it's a Meg movie. Yeah, yeah. But if you want to see it, I wouldn't stop you. But just be like, just go into it knowing it's going to be two guys, like, arguing and, like, you know, two, sh- like, roommates that hate each other, right, basically. Right. But filmed beautifully. Some really interesting stuff in yeah. it. So there's that. Um, and then I saw two things yesterday. Because <laughs> James really went. He's yeah, like, we're going to do a double feature. Really? I'm like, all right. And now I'm trying to think of what they were. <laughs> they were. What's the space movie? Oh, uh, Ad Astro, which I keep saying is Ed Asner. I'm like, we saw Ed Asner. <laughs> um, and it was nothing. It was literally like a perfume commercial. It was. I like mm. James Gray, but honestly, it was like Terrence Malick does Apocalypse Now. Don't well, watch it. Definitely don't, not. Yeah, don't. that's a hard pass. And Oh, and Jojo Rabbit, which was, you know, cute. It's fine. Yeah, whatever. Hmm. So, uh, yeah, this year has been a real... It's a real, yeah. Well, diaper... Not... I don't like you like diaper dumper. It's just a real... See, this is why I think of you with... <laughs> I have a diaper fetish. I keep... Just, like, I let it just, like, leak out during the show. Leak! <laughs> it's just, like... And they were like, huh, she jokes, but... Real diaper fetish, that one. Oh, uh, boy. Anyway, sorry. Just... Yeah, 2019 is a diaper year. Yeah, so <laughs> look forward I... to our year-end wrap-up. I don't. Yeah, just, uh, sorry, I'm 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 just sorry generally. <laughs> um, yeah, no, year-end wrap-up will probably be our next one, and yeah. it'll be. Oh, we're going to figure out a way to goose it up because yeah, it's going to be a so. crap year. Yeah, maybe it'll be like our own what we watched. Yeah, just a person like a vintage yeah. watch kind of thing. Yeah, or we could do full decade. Yeah. Oh, actually, that's a really which idea. is okay. tough. Well, we're making promises we, we might not. Our asses <laughs> won't cash. Yeah, exactly. We'll see. We'll see. Yeah. <laughs> Sorry, I kept going, but I'm like, well, I feel yeah. like we had to come to a good ending. Yeah. 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 <coughs> okay, let me do the closing. Mm-hmm. <coughs> Maybe this will end up being a really long episode because I feel like I was real <laughs> long-winded on a lot of points. It's she fine. It's going to end up being, I mean. Well, now they're once a month. They're so once gotta, a month. We got to fill it like out. Yeah. Okay. <clears throat> What is our, what's our all our shit that we last time we're like I don't know. Oh, we're like, what is it? Out. It 
we could always put like a thing in our stories on our Instagram or it's just like, here's a little, bu- like the highlight that's just like, here's all the shit. I don't know. I mean, do not people, that anyone. Does, does that, do you find, does like, does, do you feel like people use that? I was curious about like that. Like story for, highlight things? Yeah. I don't know. Cause I, I do it for the business. Now I just recently redid all of it where it's like frequently asked questions. I don't, I don't know. Cause I, I know. see it on other people's, maybe it's cause yeah. I'm, I'm looking through a lens of retail. No, I was curious so I about doing do it, it for the, for the library, but then I was like, does this is helpful? I don't even know. I think in a way it's like, if you think of Instagram as a website in a way, it can okay. kind of, you can have like a little bit like an about page or frequently asked yeah, questions. Yeah, you know, yeah. if you make it like kind of punchy. The, the, yeah. Punchy. Yeah. yeah. Um, I don't know that people look at it, but I think it's good to have it there if you just have something that you constantly want to address, but you don't have room in your bio. And you don't want to constantly and you want to replying constantly post, to DMs. Post, 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 yeah, post yeah. about whatever. I think it's good to just kind of have some info <laughs> that's going to, you know what I mean? You're going to have to keep addressing or whatever yeah. the thing is, but like frequently asked questions or or events coming out. You know, I don't know. I don't yeah. know if anyone looks at anything attention economy i can't keep I don't, up i, I can't don't keep I can't, up i can't even i'll yeah. post like sometimes i'll be like i just need to be real lax about sorry no recording whatever um about like what i'm posting as far as like just just keep it loose and cool baby you know and then i'll just like hey here's an inspiration thing like five likes and i'm like and then when <laughs> okay. i like slave or sorry slave but you know when i really work over something really hard and then it's like five likes it's like so what, well especially with the algorithm now like it's well, just I noticed, a crap shoot man i think that i mentioned that when i turned our library insta into like a business like a professional one just because i wanted the analytics instead mm-hmm. of having to pay for like a third-party service i was like oh we're getting so much less engagement because you want us to pay i oh, felt is that, oh, i was like oh that's, no i totally think that. like it was suddenly like the engagement dropped like i mean like 40 percent and it's like, because they wanted me to they want me is they it want because if you, you went to a business so like i don't yeah. i keep thinking like do you need to go back to personal would that be better oh i don't know i feel like then they would probably just it probably wouldn't go back up because they'd be like, no, we... We know you're we know fucking your playing tricks on us. Yeah. I don't know. I don't know. Everything anyway, is, I was uh, just surprised. Sorry, sorry. Anyway, that's a side thing. But, yeah. Okay, <laughs> let me just... Yeah, sorry. <laughs> well, thanks for joining and thanks for bearing with um, my cold cold voice. Cough drop. Uh, <laughs> we'll be back uh, next month and hopefully in full health. <laughs> Uh, you can drop us a line at storyboardpod at gmail.com uh, via Instagram at storyboardpodcast or via Twitter at storyboard underscore pod. We're definitely on the social accounts more than more often than we are <laughs> releasing episodes. So that's where to get to us. Yeah. Um, you can leave us a review if you're really nice. Uh, please direct all complaints to our DMs. So yeah. Do not shame us publicly. <laughs> Haven't have reminded, and no one has been doing that. No but one's I'm just, been saying shit. Honestly, but I'm just so. like, hey, just gotta put that out there. Yeah, yeah. Uh, no news is good news. <laughs> yeah, that's what they say in the media biz. Yeah. Uh, Till next time. <laughs> <laughs> like, don't hate us. <laughs> yeah.